welcome to the Cozy Mystery Book Club podcast. I'm your creator and hostess, Angela Maria Hart. You may know me as at Writer A Hart over on Instagram and Twitter, or Books Are My Heart over on YouTube. I'm also the woman behind the Cozy Mystery Book Club, YouTube's first Cozy Mystery Book Club. We've been celebrating cozy mysteries as a sleuthing family since 2017. You can join the Cozy Fun Live the last Tuesday of the month every month at 7 p.m. EST over on my YouTube channel, Books Are My Heart, heart spelled as in my last name, H-A-R-T. As you can tell, I probably like my cozy mystery bookish puns. So please mark your calendars for the last Tuesday of the month every month at 7 p.m. EST. If you can't join the event live, you can always watch it later over on YouTube. For all the cozy information, make sure you visit thecozymysterybookclub.com and join the email newsletter family. Today's podcast episode features yours truly, chatting all sorts of coziness with Colleen, aka at ilikeoldbooks1213 over on Instagram. We had a wonderful time discussing A Sprinkling of Murder by Daryl Wood Gerber. To enjoy the cozy chat, please keep on listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoy our discussion. The YouTube live stream discussion of A Sprinkling of Murder originally aired October 25th, 2022. By clicking on to today's episode, you can now enjoy the YouTube live stream as a podcast episode. Happy listening. Okay, we are officially live according to StreamYard. Hopefully YouTube agrees. <laughs> hello! Oh my gosh, if we are live, hello to everybody in the comments already chatting and posting. Hey, I can see us now! <laughs> Good! <laughs> Your fairy wings look so precious. I love them. <laughs> but is it? Okay, so y'all, I absolutely adore our guest for tonight. She is one of my all-time favorite human beings. She is so sweet. If you're not following her on Instagram and Twitter, please do. At I like old books, one, two, one, three. And so I wanted to look at how adorable she is with her little wings. <laughs> so everyone, you have to follow Colleen. She is just a bright light in this cozy community. She is so positive. We were just talking about Courtney, our protagonist, in this month's book being you know, a little bright ray of sunshine. I'm thinking you guys have that in common. So I wanted to make sure I said hello to you and gave everyone the shout out for you because you deserve it. So I'm so excited that you're the guest tonight. (laughs) Thank you. It's it's like really exciting for me to be back at the Halloween, you know, October episode. Mm -hmm. It's really fun. I got to do it last year as a witch this year as a fairy and then next year we found out based on the vote on twitter that mm-hmm. next year's october book is going to be haunty ghost so i'm very <laughs> well, for those of you who don't know she is the official october staple because i adore her so much and y'all adore her so much that we are just making october i mean uh, Colleen is October. She's got the paranormal co- like cozy vibe. She likes them. We need to have her be a part of the Cozy Mystery Book Club. So October is her month. So <laughs> I was just, it's so funny. I was just so happy. I'm going, oh, I get to chat with Colleen tonight. This is so great. <laughs> Yay. And I have to admit, she is so cute because she just told me she purchased the wings, especially for tonight, because our book has to do with fairies. So she's got her fairy wings. I have mine, which are a little large, <laughs> trying to figure out how to maneuver them. But I thought that was so sweet that you did the special run to go, go get your fairy attire ready. So that just brightens my day and makes me ha- so happy. <laughs> Only the best for you, Angela. <laughs> <laughs> you are just the cutest little thing. So if you guys are not already following her, please do, because you are just 
you are guaranteed all the coziness and sweetness in the world. So I am really happy that you are the guest tonight and we're going to be chatting about a sprinkling of murder. So (laughs) hopefully we can dive right on in and just, you know, start talking about this book. But I do want to say hi to everybody because I got to see you guys commenting where you're from. And this is so exciting. I'm glad (laughs) y'all... are able to join and chat and it's so much fun to see you guys are joining from all over so welcome to the october cozy mystery book club youtube live stream discussion so i'm going to kick it off and ask colleen what you thought of a sprinkling of murder i thought it was very interesting i was very curious about how the fairy thing would work out i actually don't read a lot of paranormal cozies. The Cozy Mystery Club is really what has introduced me to them and gotten me into them more. And so I wasn't sure, you know, how would this work? And I can see in the comments that people seem to be a little, you know, torn about that too, because obviously having a fairy who is helping our sleuth Mm -hmm. is totally, you know, out of the norm if we Mm -hmm. haven't read a book with, you know, the fairies in it. And, And so that was an adjustment But I thought it was interesting that the author chose to just jump right into the fairy thing. Debbie A is saying, you know, I don't know the rules for fairies. I agree. I don't know the rules either. And I thought it was interesting that there wasn't this, you know, big buildup. Like she just realized that she could speak to fairies in the book or a long kind of adjustment for her for speaking to fairies. It was just, yep, I'm speaking to fairies again, and here we are. And so we kind of had to learn things along the way. And so that was just interesting to me. And I think that for some people, that could be a deal breaker. You know, they could decide, I don't like fairies. Uh, This is strange. And, you know, I'm not comfortable with this. And so I think, you know, it could lose some people. I just decided, you know what? okay, you're like, I'll go with it. But I don't know a lot about fairies, but all right, let's do this. And just kind of went along for the ride. So it's interesting. Mm -hmm. And I think it might not be for all people, you know, all cozy mystery readers. And that's okay. No, I mean, I think everything you said is completely fair. And I see people in the comments, I feel as if they're nodding along with what you're saying, because I had to write it down because it's only mentioned really once in the book. So there are four different types of fairies. There's the intuitive, the righteous, the guardian, and the nurturer. And so at one point, there's another woman who randomly has a fairy and you're just going, wait, what? I I need more more information on this. And so we really are just thrust into this magical world. And so I was totally there for it. I mean, again, I've got my giant fairy wings behind me. I didn't even have to go buy them. I already had these. (laughs) So right right from the get-go, you can kind of see I was down for the fairy love. But I thought the fairy Fiona was so cute. And I loved the world building that we did get. I almost want a prequel of Fiona and getting to know the fairy world and then read book one because Mm. Fiona was so intriguing. The Mm. fairy who's working with our protagonist, Courtney, she is just the cutest little thing. She is (laughs) such a sleuther in her own right. She's getting the facts. And apparently you can use fairy dust to get people talking. You can't make them tell the truth, but you can get them talking. And so she's just throwing fairy dust at people, making things happen. So she was a great little catalyst and 
part of me was going, is this an easy out for the writing? Or is this, you know, something, I, again, I'm looking at this and going, no, this is actually a really nice way to do world building and incorporate mm -hmm. this because it made it easier to have moments of inclusion and move the story along. So it was a really nice idea, I think, to have her with these abilities because they came in handy. That's a really good point, actually. I mean, some people are saying this is very different than anything I've read. This is different than things we've read. And I agree with that. Like, it was a change from a lot of what we've read. And having a fairy that has certain abilities that, you know, the normal human sleuths that we always read about don't have, it was a catalyst. It did move things along in a different way. And it it's an opportunity for the author to have different things that she can do related to the mystery, not just related to like fairy world, but actually yeah. to help the mystery. So yeah, you're right. I mean, that it's different and interesting in that way. I mean, I'm kind of curious how she came up with the rules for her fairy world, because I love the idea of Fiona being a fairy in training. She's not a full-fledged fairy. And then she has the buds for her adult wings because she's been helping Courtney solve this murder mystery. And so she's getting good karma points. So she's getting her adult wings finally. But then she still has two more wings to go until she's a full-fledged fairy. And I'm going, wait a second, she's getting different wings? I thought once you had wings, you had wings. I didn't right. know you were going to be losing and gaining. And so I almost want this book from <laughs> written again from her perspective, because I'd love to see her doing the slew thing and doing these things that are having impact because she actually goes off. <laughs> There's fairy horses and she's learning how to ride a fairy horse. And so this is just said in reference to where she had been that afternoon or something, but I'm going, please give me a scene of her riding a fairy horse. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, uh, we've got some comments actually with some suggestions for another fairy series I saw Ooh. and some people wondering if they if uh, people have continued reading I know there's a couple more mm -hmm. the covers are so cute and pretty I I yeah I mean it I can definitely agree with people saying that but yeah oh I would like to be introduced to the queen too Debbie Lynn so it sounds like the fairy thing we're curious about it as a group you know some liked some didn't connect but mm -hmm. there's some curiosity about the world building what it might be like and fairy gardens everybody wants a fairy garden oh I had to go look into this I was on Pinterest I was on Amazon I had never heard of a fairy garden until this book this mm -hmm. is was, this was a totally groundbreaking concept to me and now I really want to do a fairy garden I was trying to figure out where I could do it and then I'm going oh but if I do this I'd want it to be a fake garden with fake succulents this way once everything's perfect, it's perfect. And then I'm yeah. going, oh, should I put it on top of a bookcase? Is there a table? What can I do? I mean, I really want to do this now. This book yeah. really inspired me. <laughs> there we go, man. Oh, it looks like some people want to make a fairy garden and some people want to read more. Oh, and more cozy mysteries. Yay. My daughter likes cozy mysteries too. She wouldn't read the fairy one with me though. She doesn't oh. like fairies. She's a She's a dark girl. She's kind of witchy and gothy. So she was like, fairies, no. So I couldn't get her in it. But yes, I, I do agree that this could be a good one to introduce kids, you know, to cozy mysteries. I mean, as long as you're willing to face some content about affairs and things like that. <laughs> but I mean, this is coming from the girl who started reading Agatha Christie when she was like five years old and said, mom, what's an affair? And <laughs> she had to explain it to me. So thank you, Agatha Christie. 
<laughs> it's true though. This book doesn't really have, I, sometimes cozies I feel as if really want to push the boundaries or they have that crossover of, oh, we want to have elements of women's fiction or we want to have some more of the darker Agatha Christie vibes. But this one I felt as if it was just very light and airy and cheerful. Mm-hmm. And the worst word I, that I actually, I like kind of made a mental note of this, not so much a physical note, even though I have my notes. It was the only reference was our one of our <laughs> potential killers, Emily, whose husband was cheating on her. She calls the mistress a slut. Oh. Other than that, and she gets called out for it though, too. Like, she, people were not happy with that. Her, the oh. friend and even our protagonist is going mm, cringing, but that was the only bad word. And so aside from that, out of the entire, what, 300 page book, that's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Probably 80,000 words. So you got one bad word. <laughs> Very, that's in the minority. That's pretty good. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, like you were saying, it has a a lighter tone. It doesn't have kind of a dark tone to it and everything. It does have that. And I think that a lot of that comes from, and we mentioned this a little bit before we started recording, the main character, Courtney, who is incredibly positive. And and not just like chipper cheery. I mean, like truly like centered in positivity in a way that you do not always see. And there were some characters who were mean to her. Like, you know, we had some big person. I felt like there were a lot of side characters and a lot of them had some kind of grumpy personalities, not always nice personalities. Uh, And Amy, I kind of agree with you there. I almost sometimes got confused about how many characters there were. There's a list at the very beginning that I referred back to quite a bit because I was getting confused because there were quite, I'm looking down. So there was Haiti, Hedda, Holly. There were multiple characters with the same letter for the first names. Yeah. And that, that messes with me. That's one of those writing things when they tell you, oh, you don't want to have characters. But there were just so many. It's hard not yeah. to have duplicates at this point. Right. Like, you just kind of have to accept it because there are a lot of different moving parts to the story. So the mm. fact that there were so many, it makes sense. But at the same time, it was still confusing me. That's why I'm like, which one's Hedda again? Which one's yeah. Holly? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely had trouble with that too. But the main character did seem very fleshed out in terms of her personality as it went, very positive. And I, like, I mean, to the point where people are being mean to her, people are like dissing her to her face and is still just like, I'm going to keep trying to be nice and it's going to be okay. Well, good for you, girl. I mean... Mm-hmm. I haven't met many people like you. <laughs> I was blown away by her interactions with Trish because this woman, I, we find out eventually that her daughter joined a cult and she has not heard from the daughter in a very long time. So you understand why she's so negative, but she just takes that and just zones in on Courtney and and all of her anger and negativity is just focused it's like a laser (laughs) so this this adorable protagonist our little sleuther this woman decides to not say hello to her on the street she's going to pick up her mail again this woman ignores her she tries to get her store shut down what does our leading lady do she gets on the phone and calls trisha's spa to ask her out for a cup of tea liked that it was just so cute she wanted to give her the chance to clear the air and maybe kind of talk things out I'm going 
I would avoid this person like the plague. I would just head down, try and you know figure out what time they open so I wouldn't be walking on the street at the same time. And this one's going, nope, we got to have a sit down and we're not going to have tea at my place, obviously, but we will have tea somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. It, it was impressive. I, I, I was definitely impressed. Some people are saying they couldn't really connect with any of the characters. And I think that might be partly because it, did, it was hard to keep them straight. But yeah, I agree. Courtney's relationship with her dad was interesting, too. He had that protective vibe, you know, sort of trying to say, no, you need to do this or whatever. But he he didn't end up really controlling her. You know, she put her foot down and said, you know, this is how I feel and everything like that. And he he actually did respect that in his way. And they had a conversation about it and everything. So I thought that was interesting, too, because sometimes... There's cozies where the main character has a difficult relationship with a family member. And that can, so I was kind of glad it didn't totally go down that path. He reminds me of that sort of stoic, older parent sort of situation where he just is very much like, these are my emotions and I'm not going to show them. And you need to have someone guard you and protect you. And I'm going to have my security guard outside on your front porch and he scared the daylights out of her because she did not expect to find this man on her porch. (laughs) But I liked the fact that they had that sort of relationship where she could just call him up and say, you want to go get a cup of coffee right across the street? And the father drops everything to go meet up with her. But I did cherry pick a couple of things with him because I thought it was adorable how her potential love interest, who's a second chance crush. They never dated. Right. Brady, who owns the cafe, uh, Hideaway Cafe, which is, again, is such a cute little cozy name for a cafe. He, yeah. his dad and her dad are friends. So it's usually, I've, I just saw a Hallmark movie where the two mothers are trying to get the the son and daughter back together. And so I was picturing them you know, with the, <laughs> doing the same thing in this book, the two fathers talking about their kids going, oh, mine's moving back to town. Mine's doing this. So they're playing matchmaker in their own little way because the dad was the one who called Brady over to their table. He was kind of engaging with him going, oh, what do you think here? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hey, you want to be my son-in-law? So I was kind of getting that vibe a little bit, which I thought was cute. Yeah, yeah, I could totally see that. Yep. I kind of liked that, like there was a love interest, but that wasn't like had never actually been someone she dated, but they had this history of friendship and everything, but it wasn't pushed too much in this book. I'll admit that with my cozy mysteries, I enjoy, you know, a slow burn for the romance. And so I, I, I liked that, that it wasn't like this instant, like, oh yeah, you know, that it wasn't even really, uh, you know something that was constantly on her mind at all. You know, she had other things. She's got her business. She, you know, she's a busy gal. And I liked that there's like that hint of something to come. And he seems like a really, really awesome guy. And they have lots in common and it wasn't forced yet. So I liked that. There was something very sweet about his interactions too. It just came across as very natural. And so the writing for me was spot on with this because Sometimes you can tell, oh, we're trying to make these characters match their puzzle pieces that don't quite fit together. You're like, okay, these edges are, I'm going to kind of stick this. But he was getting along with her dad. At one point, she had her best friend from college, Megan, with her. And Megan's last name is Brownie. So she's always trying all the brownies. And she loved the recipe. And so him and her were joking around of, it's a family recipe. How can I trust you? And so I just like the dynamic of whoever he interacted with 
even if it was he get, he kind of gave her some winks and nods and you kind of got the vibes but he was getting along with people in her life too which again is why I'm going oh future book boyfriend for her you're working this is going fine I'm yeah. on board with this relationship <laughs> yeah I agree Okay, it looks like people really like the fact it was more of a simple, hey, let's nod and get to know each other. Yeah. Oh, oh I forgot I about that. <laughs> it, it is true. He was calling him Mr. And he was being very formal <laughs> with the father. <laughs> See, that's why I think the dad was going wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, hey, yeah, we can be a little bit more familiar. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> but I also loved, again, this is one of the reasons why I think this book was so enjoyable for me. <laughs> I love the titles and the names of things. So even just the chat room is Fairy Garden Girls Dig It. That's the name of the chat room. We have Hideaway Cafe. We have Wizard of Paws is the name of the grooming store. So everything here was just cozy puns, cozy titles. And so for me, that made this book so much more enjoyable. Again, that whole lighthearted feel to it. Yeah. So I just wanted to throw that out there. That was one of my main notes because I'm going, these these store titles are just the best. <laughs> yeah. Well, that kind of makes me think about like, what did people think of the setting overall, mm -hmm. you know? And I, I think I did see a couple people mention that the setting was something they really liked. I mean, I always like cozy mysteries that are set in California because it's just like a different world than I live. And so it just always sounds like so beautiful. And Carmel by the Sea just sounded like absolutely gorgeous, like an artist's haven, super creative people and everything. And right, all the cute names, you know, it seems like somewhere that I, I would like to go, which I, that I, I really like cozy mysteries that are set after I finish them. I think, oh, I really want to go there, you know, and this definitely seems like this just like, I don't know, wonderful place to be. I I'm nodding along going, I completely agree. I'm again with the names. I'm pretty sure her name is one of the ones that began with an H. The next door neighbor who's the painter mentioned, oh, artists should get paid for their work. And this is when she mentioned it's an artist's haven. I'm going, oh my goodness, this place just sounds so magical. And aside from the fairies, it just sounds as if it's a safe space for people to be creative and yeah. just embrace whatever they want to embrace. Because again, she's she has a fairy garden store and it's doing well yeah right. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there <laughs> yeah I had to like google it after I finished the book and I ended up finding about some like murder that happened at some point so, so, so I was like wait oh no God. I want to hear about it being beautiful not the murder I just read it like no so I only should be able to get some true crime into the next one <laughs> I only like fictional murders. Thank you very much. Yeah, me too. <laughs> if, unless it's on a podcast or a Netflix documentary or a cozy mystery, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh -uh. But I mean, again, the name of the store was Glitz. Percolate was the name of the coffee store. I mean, if that is actually some of the names in the town, that is amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone's talking about the secret passageways. Yeah, those were cool. Definitely. We need more secret passageways. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, again, I almost didn't think it was going to be a real place. So when you mentioned Googling it and that you've been there, I saw someone said they'd been to uh, Carmel and I'm going, wait a second, this is real. This isn't just a fictional town she created. Do they actually have hidden passageways? Is it actually like this? Right. Yeah. I want to find out about that. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked the setting of this because to me, it was different. Mm -hmm. I, I, I liked the fact that 
we had, it almost felt as if the stores were the community <laughs> to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. It did. I want to see more with the artist galleries. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm guessing maybe there will be some books, you know, w- that explore that, you would think. But yeah, I, I'd love to see more of the artists that live there in another book. I just saw, yeah, there is a secret hidden passageway. And she says, I'll get a deadbolt. And I know eventually she gets the security team in there. But what did she do in between the security team? And yeah, so I do have questions. I agree with you. <laughs> she was busy. Who's <laughs> yeah, solving the murder? No, that is a very good question. <laughs> very good question. No, I have to say, though, I did like the mystery with this book. And I liked our protagonist's reason for getting involved because she was a suspect, even though it I made no sense that yeah. she was a suspect. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, but at, least at the same time, I'm just sort of going with that going. Yeah, if you're a suspect. You want to clear your name. So the motivation worked for me. But I liked the I liked the mystery. I was intrigued. I wanted to know who killed Mick. Yeah. Oh, and before I say something in relation to that. Also, I feel like one of her motivations for solving the mystery was to help Fiona get her like so I feel like that's another reason that Fiona is useful because she can feel like with all these murders that are probably going to come up in her life you know Courtney can feel like well I want Fiona to be able to reach her potential so I have to work on the crime you know there's like an there's an in there too (laughs) um but yeah I mean I felt like the mystery there were so many suspects Mm -hmm. so many suspicious people And so that made a lot of, you know, red herring opportunities. People acting strange. Emily, just like her behavior was just all over the place. So there there were just so many opportunities, places to get distracted. So I I liked that. Victoria Reads is saying, I liked how people lied. (laughs) But that's true. I mean, yeah, there was just all sorts of lying going on and people, you know, not admitting certain things. So you definitely had to wade through everything. I feel like it wasn't a totally easy solution. And I also, I felt that like, can we spoil who the murderer is? Is that okay at this point? Are are we ready to talk about the the mystery? Okay, I was going to say, we've been talking for a few minutes now. We can talk about the killer. So, you know, I think the reason that Petra murdered him could have just been like a lover's quarrel or, you know, he was never going to leave her or leave his wife or her. So she was mad. Like it could have just been at that level. But then it was the whole like secret story and he's going to write this book. And so there was another layer to it that you wouldn't have seen coming necessarily. So that was that was kind of nice, too. I was really intrigued by the details with this because I I, I think we can tell that she's just a very talented writer, Daryl Wood Gerber. When Her love interest there, his mother is a romance novelist, and she's at the library doing research, and she happens to stumble across images of Petra, and then we find out Petra, who is the current councilwoman and the mistress, was friends with Emily, the wife, and then there's a third friend there, Isabella, who's the one who accused Courtney of having an argument with our soon-to-be deceased victim, Mick, and so the three women were friends, and all of a sudden you're going that's interesting. <laughs> I need more information. And yeah. so I think she parsed out something and gave it a lot more depth 
and dimensions than it could have been because when you realize, oh, wait a second, they were in the car when this accident happened and there's more to Petra and the reasons behind this than he's just the boyfriend. And I thought it was interesting with Emily in particular because she's the wronged woman. <laughs> she is just this poor. I felt badly for Emily because she was all over the place. I'm going, you totally killed this guy. Oh my gosh, you really just need to drink some green tea and go relax. I'll see you in a chapter or two. I didn't know what to do with her a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't always tell, you know, what her motivation was going to be. I was kind of glad that she didn't, Emily, didn't stick with her initial like lash out at Courtney. Like for, for a second there, it seemed like she was trying to put the blame on Courtney or like claim that it was Courtney, but she didn't really stick with that. And so I was, I was glad that she kind of moved on from that. But yeah, I did not see it coming that the three were going to be friends, had been friends and everything like that. So yeah, it was an interesting storyline, not just kind of a basic level that you might have expected. A tangled web, as Amy Webb says in the comments. I think it just gave it so much more depth and because, again, it could have just been a matter of, oh, we're having the scorned love interest here. And so the fact that there was also the miscommunication of, Emily writing to Petra going, I know your secret. I'm going to tell everyone. And Petra thinking that it's the boyfriend Mick and she gets mad at Mick. So even just that alone also adds more interest to me going, wow, you're a great writer. <laughs> this this could have been so, you know, oh, I'm not leaving my wife. Oh, he's gone. But that was not the case. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm curious for you, Angela, and for everybody in the comments, like, did you know that it was Petra? And like, when did you suspect her? You know, did you consistently suspect her? I'm just curious about if the murderess surprised you or not. I mean, I was I was suspicious of her in the way that she was trying to get to the murder scene, like right when it happened, you know, she came in and was all like, try, kind of trying to boss her way in, which really would just be unacceptable no matter who she is in the town, you know? But I didn't, I didn't necessarily stick with her the whole time. Even really? after really the dog hair that was mentioned, which ends up, you know, being a clue that they talk about at the end, like, oh yeah, that's why the dog hair was there. No, I, I don't think I, I stuck with her. Yeah, maybe I'm like with Debbie. As Petra seemed so suspicious, I did not think she would turn out to be the killer. Did you suspect her, Angela? I think everybody was a suspect because for me, there were just so many characters. Yeah. I'm going, it could it totally could have been Gregory. Yeah, he wants to have the show dog all to himself. Oh yeah, the landlord, he totally wants to kick him out because he doesn't like dogs. Everyone sort of had a valid kind of motivation I mean, I'm not saying Val, you should kill the guy. I'm just saying a valid motivation in regards to cozy mystery world. Right. But I, I, they, they had enough of it where I'm going, okay, I could see it being you if pushed. I can see it being you. I mean, Petra was in the mix for me, but I think everyone was just a suspect because even when you mentioned the dog here coming back around, we still had Emily come back around with more details as well because she was off horseback riding and then she did find Mick's body and left him and yeah. she left the straw at the crime scene. And so that played a part and you find out, okay, there's a reason why there's straw, but she had nothing to do with the murder. And so yeah. you have a clue that didn't really lead anywhere. Yeah. So there was kind of a lot of that. Like with Gregory, I'm going, yeah, this is a little weird, a little sketchy, but I'm not sure if you did it. And so I kind of had my 
I guess my little sleuthing cap on with every single character. I wasn't going, oh, it's not you. It was just like, I just kept adding more to the list. It wasn't getting narrow. It, w- it wasn't getting smaller. It just kept getting larger. Yeah. 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 It sounds like a lot of people, oh, ubiquitous fiend. It was, she was the main suspect from the beginning. A lot of people agree that they, a lot of people had motives, so they weren't sure. Oh, that's an interesting, uh, the public nature of the affair. That was weird. Yeah. Like apparently everybody knew that that was happening. Yeah. I didn't completely get that. I didn't, I didn't completely understand how Emily was reacting to it. Like how she exactly felt it. Yeah. It was different. (laughs) I like how you just say vanilla smell. I'm going, yes, even the vanilla scent was a clue. (laughs) Right. It was. Yes. I mean, I would rather have too many suspects then it'd be so obvious. I'm going, okay, what, how many pages left? (laughs) Yeah. Cause I mean, I like to be right, but I don't, I don't want it to be, you know, horribly obvious and just like boring the whole time. (laughs) Regina says uh, she was a bad dog, a terrible dog mom. So I'm glad it was her. (laughs) And I mean, animals were important in this book. So yeah, you, she wasn't to be trusted. Okay, this was one of my notes. I'm pretty sure it was Isabella. And I thought this was hysterical. So her dog was groomed and it was accidentally given a mohawk. And so her dog would not feel bad. She decided to get a mohawk so that they would match and the dog would not be alone in this embarrassment. Yes. This is amazing. (laughs) That was awesome, especially because Isabella, I mean, I didn't really like her because she was telling, you know, lies about Mm -hmm. Courtney. So I was mad at her. And, but then I heard that little tidbit and I was like, oh, wow, she really loves her pet. (laughs) Because I was with Courtney thinking Isabella made, you know, made the request with the groomers to have them add the mohawk to the dog, not the other way around. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. How how do you accidentally give a dog a mohawk? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I want to know. I, I Again, I have this moment of maybe Wizard of Paws should have had someone come in and look at the books or leasing or something, because sometimes there are weird things going on over there. <laughs> yeah, they may have some issues. Oh, Mar- Marta says, Angela, I totally believe you'd get a mohawk for Max. Oh, did you, Angela? <laughs> No, I don't think I would do that to him. I, he's my little man. I, I love it when he gets so fluffy, though, because you can't tell how small he is. So then when you pick him up, it just sort of, I'm trying to show you, it just goes, woof. like the fluff just goes down. You realize how tiny. And then when you give him a bath and you just see how little he is, whereas the fluff make him looks bigger. But right now he just went to the groomer. So he still looks like a little puppy. And I love him Aww. when he looks like that because he, He's got the big eyes and that's all you can see. But I mean, I'm not really one of those people who does the, I've seen people put the (laughs) fake paint color on the dog hair. He's all white. I'm not going to dye his hair. Mm. I've seen some of them do the fake tattoos of their school logos. So I do put him in sweaters. I will admit, I do dress him up a little bit. I don't want him to get cold. Oh, right. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe if it's a fake mohawk, I can sort of tape on him, but I don't think I would give him a mohawk mohawk. Yeah, I would definitely. I mean, again, I put on the little Santa hat. I gave him a little Santa beard at one point, so I will put things on him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I will do that. But I don't. Again, I I can't impact his style. He's my little man. He's supposed to choose how he wants to show himself. 
<laughs> oh yeah, Jess says, you know, he should be wearing fairy wings right now. <laughs> if I could find a pair small enough that I would be able to keep on him because keeping them on would be the hard part. He yeah. is very agile and he will run away. <laughs> so I, I have to make sure that there's a good good amount of, I don't know, how, how would you adhere them? There's got to be a good amount of logic and things there to keep them on. Yeah. You know, keep them buttoned or in, in place, Velcro something. <laughs> well, we have a leopard gecko and my daughter wants to dress our leopard gecko so bad. She loves to make little costumes for her uh stuffed animals and she really wants the leopard gecko to wear outfits but it doesn't work with a leopard gecko <laughs> oh. <Adorable. laughs> so victoria reeds is talking about why was courtney so invested in summers and rodriguez relationship you know for like a millisecond i actually thought maybe courtney was gonna like summers you know mm-hmm. like i mean he sounded you know, good looking and everything, but she was so focused on how old he was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess not. So I'm not sure. Uh, I, I actually was curious what people thought in general about the way Courtney and Summers were, you know, how they interacted. Cause I mean, the sleuth and police representative, it's always interesting mm-hmm. to see what their dynamic is, you know, because that's always a part of Cozy Mysteries is what's the dynamic between them. So what did you think about Courtney with Summers and and what kind of relationship they are going to have? I'm kind of with you. I, I saw someone mention his age because that was the biggest hiccup for her because otherwise he's good looking and these other positive attributes. And then I forget which crime scene because we have several. I think it might have been when Emily was hit over the head and he goes, look who we have here. It's Courtney. Of course it's Courtney. But then we have them on the cell phone and he hangs up on her without the goodbyes, the pleasantries. And I'm going, you hung up on her. How dare you? Mm -hmm. So I'm a little bit of mixed feelings, but she definitely was very intrigued by the relationship because she was making a mental note of, oh, they just went into sweet treats. Are they, are they coming to question me? Oh no, they're just getting something over there. And then when they stood up, their fingers brushed. And at the very end, finally they're holding hands. And it was as if the clouds parted and there was the hallelujahs going because she was so happy that they were holding hands. But yeah, I thought he might've been a potential love interest for her, but of course I'm in the Brady column. So I kind of, you know, brushed him off. I wasn't really giving him that much attention, but as long as he's happy, I didn't like that he hung up on her. However, that, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. (laughs) And I mean, it certainly has been done for the sleuth to have a relationship with the cop a couple Mm -hmm. times. I mean, like, just a couple. <laughs> yeah, maybe just once or twice. Or, you know, Hannah Swenson and the Live and Let Shy series. You know, just a, just one or two with the detectives, you know. Because they're never good-looking men or the single dad or, oh, the new detective in town with a mysterious backstory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I think that's a trope unto itself here at this right. point. But yeah, I, I agree with people that, you know, he was a little harsh at the beginning. Rodriguez felt a little harsh at the beginning. But that, I feel like he did ease up, kind of. Yeah. You know, I mean, and he wasn't like feeding her information. Uh, you know, Victoria Reeds was talking. He also wasn't spilling tons of info, which makes sense to me because I, I might be illegal, really. To, I don't know, you know. But so it made sense that he's not going to be super forthcoming. But at the same time, he wasn't 
a total jerk. You know, it, it, it was almost like it was a mystery where Courtney and Summers were going to end up with each other, you know, in terms of how they felt about each other, antagonistic or okay. Mm-hmm. So that, that was kind of nice and different a little bit. I saw the <laughs> team Brady and brownies. Brownies. Absolutely. Hashtag. Absolutely. <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> Jess, just a little bit up here, was asking if we personally were going to continue with the series. I like um, What do you think, Angela? I liked the first book. Again, I sort of embraced the fairy vibes. Mm-hmm. So I... Okay, I just saw a comment. Po- I have to uh, give you permission. Apparently, the blondies, for some reason, Google, it's a blondie cookie. Google was doing the censor on that for <laughs> uh, interesting. But no, <laughs> I really liked the book. I thought it was really well written. I think the detailing, adding depth in the dimensions, and I want to know more about Fiona and her journey. I'm rooting for her to get her wings. So I need to know about her wings and mm-hmm. what's going to happen with her and the fairy queens. So I think these are going to go on the TBR for me. Nice. What about you? I think I wouldn't be against it, but I will admit that there it's just because there are so many cozy mystery mm-hmm. series that I want to read. Yep. And, you know, I mean, it's just so hard when all these authors make so many good books. Yeah, I, I do have to make some decisions. And I feel like I got the vibe of this one. You know, it's pretty clear. And so if I felt like I was in the mood for that, I know this is something I can go to. But I I think that it probably won't be one that I'm like immediately going to jump to. But that's not necessarily definitely not saying that it was bad. It, it's only because like, there's just so many books I want to read. The never-ending TBR, the ever-going problem for bookworms. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think the fact that it was such an uplifting, sort of cheery book is what drew me in. Because, yes. again, I, I like Agatha Christie books, but I think part of me lo- needs that uplifting outlet of just pure escapism of, yeah, I'm going to this really fun town with fairies who are rooting for people and something I- not happened, but it's going to be fix the justice system is going to work and we're going to have a very cheery sleuth there. So I think the fact that I know it's a positive place and I can go there is what attracts me to it because so again, we read On Borrowed Crime by Kate Young and it was a great book, but it got a little dark. (laughs) And so I need to be it's almost like watching an episode of Law and Order SVU. You kind of got to be ready for, okay, something intense is going to happen. Right. So I think just knowing I now have, oh, we have a positive place to go. I like that. I'm, so again, I'm keeping the books on the TBR. Just, yeah. That makes me excited that I have something to look forward to for those days where you're going, oh my gosh, my brain, the world. Oh, oh yes, cozy. <laughs> yeah, no, that that totally makes sense. And it sounds like a couple of people on here who have read more are really saying that the series builds and and things like that. So it seems like if you do continue, it's a, it the people who have read more are are giving it a thumbs up. So that's good. Oh, yes, Patty and Mizen. I really loved those quotations too, actually. That was really charming. And I love, you know, literature and, and, you know, famous older books and things like that. So yeah, that was very appealing to me, especially because I have, I really like 
bookish, cozy mysteries. You know, I work at a bookstore. I was an English major. You know, I really like when it, so this didn't have necessarily that bookish, but those quotations gave it a little bit more of that. So yeah, yeah, that's good. I'm so glad you guys mentioned that because that was really fun. Oh, newly adopted kittens and one of them is named Fiona. That's so cute. Yay. Oh, yay. Well, Victoria's mentioning one of my notes because the author included oh. her own quotes as well. And so it reminded me, I don't know why I got this in my head, but the one of the women on Game of Thrones, she nominated herself for the Emmy. Like if, if HBO is not going to nominate me, I'm going to nominate myself and I'm going to stand behind myself and root for myself. And so it kind of reminded me of that. Like, yeah, I've got my own back. I'm going to include my own quote. I got this. And so <laughs> I, it definitely caught my attention because the very first time it was when I was listening, I listened to it on audio and I'm mm-hmm. going, wait, that's the author, right? And I had to pause <laughs> and go make sure I was not, not mishearing or losing my mind because again, lack of caffeine can cause that. So yeah, that definitely caught my attention because she did it at least two, maybe three times, I want to say. Yeah. yeah. You know, so did you like it? Did you not like that she quoted herself? What did you think? It didn't bother me. <laughs> I thought it was fine. If she's got some things she wants to say about fairies, go ahead. <laughs> I was totally fine with it. But it was, it was like a definitely like a double take. But wait, wait, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, but I, well, I, I have to also mention, I loved that she included reference to the secret book in Scone Society. I thought it was so much fun that this cozy mystery referenced another cozy mystery. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I, like that. I was like, oh my gosh. And it was perfect for us because we read that book this year in the cozy yep. mystery club. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That was very fun. And I feel like, like that happens sometimes. Like we, there have been a few instances of that in, in some cozy mysteries, which is just fun. You just feel like the, the authors are supporting each other and like giving each other a little bit of shout out. It was, it's, it's, yeah, that was such a fun little moment. I loved when they were doing the book club and she mentioned, oh, and the book club questions the author included on her website and going, yeah, I printed those out when we had our book club. <laughs> I was, I, I just loved it so much. I felt as if I was in on it or I felt like I was a part of it because I got the reference. So yeah. I just thought that was so cute. And Again, I was just so excited that I'd already read the book. So I felt as if I got to enjoy it more so than if it was just a book reference. And if it's something you enjoy, you're going, yeah, that's a, that's one of mine. (laughs) Totally. Definitely. And some people are pointing out that like the secret book and scone society is very different in tone to this very book. Uh, So it it is kind of funny that, that that's the one they read because right. I mean, different tone, different content. So yeah, that was fun. Oh, absolutely, though, too. I think that's that book reminded me very much of a women's fiction because of the group of friends and how they interacted and how they were all growing. And the mystery was a part of it. But their characterizations and growth was probably the bigger focus. And so it was such a different read than this book. But I liked the fact that it was referencing a book and (laughs) we get our protagonist who is just the most cheery, upbeat person ever. And she's going, yeah, this is a great book. So I liked that this cozy that, which was totally different, was still being positive and giving it a great review. So that was also fun. It wasn't going, oh, this book is so dark. It's going, yeah, this is a great read. Come on. I recommend this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Speaking of other cozy mysteries, 
mm-hmm. trying to think which other ones Daryl Wood Gerber has written. Because some people were mentioning that they would read more by her. I think, doesn't she write the Cookbook Nook series? I Because I think last year I read one of those, the Christmas one of the Cookbook Nook series, which was not in order, but I just felt like reading a Christmas book. I'm pretty sure that was by her. I know. I think she won the Agatha Award or was nominated for the Agatha Award. And it wasn't for this series. So I know she has more cozy mystery series out there. I She's kind of a newish author for me. And so I'm excited trying to, you know, find more of her books and kind of fall into her cozy land a little bit. So I can definitely look this up for y'all and include uh, links in the Instagram and uh, Twitter accounts for you because I don't want you to miss out on the awesomeness because I think she is very talented. So I will do a little bit of sleuthing for you. So we go for you, Angela, the cookbook nook that I mentioned. And Renee also said the French Bistro series. Oh, she's Avery Ames too. Yeah, that's great one. Avery Ames with a cheese shop. So she's got, her other ones are very on the foodie side, which I mean, she had a lot of recipes at the end of this book but yeah so very like have a foodie feel to them so people who like that type of stuff you could have a cookbook bookstore which i liked i liked that a french bistro or or cheese so (laughs) i mean i liked i really enjoyed her cheese shot mysteries i did not realize that was one of her pen names or i probably did but then life and busyness and it slipped out of my brain and like I never knew that in the first place so right. I, I'm, I'm relearning things now yeah. <laughs> but yeah I just I I want to go read more of her books and I also think it's great now that I know that it, that's her and so I can make sure that I'm following that name on Goodreads as well so I don't want to write that off yeah I know I know I, I it's, it's hard to keep track sometimes of the authors and and which pen names they have and everything like that it's definitely very apparent in cozy mystery land because authors use different names for different publishers. So I know Ellen Byron is published with Crooked Lane, but I believe it's with Kensington where she's Maria DeRico. And so when it, sometimes they go that way. So it's very hard to keep track. Eva Gates is also Vicki Delaney. I almost feel as if I need a cheat sheet to know who's who and what's what. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, somebody should devote their life to that, to make a cheat sheet of all the cozy mysteries for us. (laughs) Well, then there's also the authors who have their Twitter or their Instagram profile photos, and it's not their photo. It's a photo of their dog or a photo of their baking. And I'm going, who are you? What is your real name? (laughs) I just have to assume that your pen name is who you really want to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah, see, let's okay. Who wants to make the cheat sheet? Anybody? Uh, something Anybody? else to add to the to do list. <laughs> I mean, I could definitely make one for the cozy mystery books that we've read for the book club going, okay, so I know, I think the very first one was Ellie Alexander in 2018 or 2017. And so she also has a pen name. So I can probably go down the list and do a foundational <laughs> sort of layout. But I definitely think that's a full-on task yeah that's gonna be quite an undertaking ubiquitous fiend if you make it if you make the list for your library share it with us too (laughs) oh if i'm gonna spend the amount of time to do that of course i'm gonna share i (laughs) wouldn't do that to myself because that would be i would share help y'all out 
I'm just looking because there were so many random notes. I think we've already talked about a lot of stuff because I think I was just randomly like, this is a great quote or this is an interesting moment. So was there something in particular where you were going, we got to talk about this character, this scene, this line of dialogue, something? Well, I mean, I mostly everything that I really, really wanted to say has been mentioned. I was wondering what you thought. I know you mentioned you liked the name, but what did you think of her fairy chat group that she was in, that she stays up to like three in the morning chatting with her friends? What'd you think of it? I thought it was really cute that she kind of found her community of other fairy garden lovers or creators because I did not know fairy gardens were a thing. And so she found her, she found her people. She found her tribe. And she mentioned that she was working on a YouTube channel. And so maybe in later books, she'll be, she'll be a YouTube star. She'll have a YouTube following or something. And we'll get more of that. And we'll get to see her interact. And I I got the impression she was converting people to the fairy garden life. But those were the people who are already fairy garden invested and could help her with her store and advice and so I thought that was really sweet yeah what did you think well I I just thought it was really interesting that it was like a potential alibi for her Mm -hmm. I feel like I haven't seen that you know used really ever like the the idea that like she was home alone but she was interacting with people and so is there a way that we can prove that this is an alibi I thought that was kind of fun. You know, I I don't know the alibi chat group alibi. (laughs) I loved how the friend had the tech wizard come around and say, no, we're able to prove the keystrokes are yours. It's not someone just sitting at your computer. We can actually prove that it's you. (laughs) Yeah, that was a very useful friend. Like I felt like that friend was doing more for her than like the police were like, I, I was, I can't, but see, I feel really bad because I can't remember the name of is that J O S S. I want to say Josh. Is that, is that, and she, and she's the one who works at the store mm. too. Uh, the names were so hard for me to keep track, but I thought like, wow, this is a really great person. Like she's super helpful at the shop. She knows like all this stuff about technology too. <laughs> she was a good friend to have. She came in handy too, because This was one of those moments also where I kind of went, this is an interesting sort of not digression or tangent, but I think just moment because our leading lady, Courtney, gets a phone call and it's the bank or her line of credit and they're red flagging her. They're putting something in regards to her account. And so she's going, oh my goodness, who just sabotaged me? What just happened? I got to go find out what's going on. And so here she comes and goes, no, it was just an automated error. It was the computer system. We're all good. Nobody's doing anything. And so she's the one who saw the rough seas and was able to calm the water before something got out of hand. So she was definitely an important person to have around for Courtney in the shop. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully some of these like side characters that are probably going to be important, like Joss and then her friend Megan and everything will, if we continue with the series, they get fleshed out a little more and you can keep, you know, keep track of them and everything like that. (laughs) That's a good point. People are talking about how brownie is another word for fairy. So that's like another connection. Well, she can't see the fairies yet. She's working up to that, which is also something that I thought was interesting. Just because you can't see a fairy now doesn't mean you can't see one later on. 
Right. And it was interesting to see like which characters had which responses to the fairies. You know, some people completely brushed it off. Some people were like, oh, wow, I'd really love to see a fairy, but they can't. And so, right, like certain people are working, certain people have like some sense of them. So that that is an interesting element. I I have to admit, one of the things that I found really intriguing or I would love to see Again, if this played out like a sort of Hallmark movie or just any sort of adaptation, a little fairy lingering and you're going, you're trying to talk to it and shush it. And this little thing's there talking to you while you're talking to somebody else. I want to get more of the hand motions of, you know, be quiet or how am I supposed to deal with this and talk to you at the same time? The awkwardness that she was able to get out there was great because... There was one moment when the two women with both their fairies were just listening and someone walked up and actually said that of, you guys look a little odd over here, just standing here, looking at each other. Yeah. (laughs) Because it was the fairies talking. So there's definitely something to the fairy interactions. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Uh, Possibility for humorous moments, you know, all sorts of potential there. Meanwhile, in the comments, I'm pretty sure there is a theory going on that Megan is the fairy queen undercover. Oh, so that is an interesting take. Yeah. Hmm. Um, The people who have read more, I mean, I can't spoil it for us, but I wonder what they're thinking right now. If they're thinking Mm -hmm. they know or if they're just like, (laughs) no. (laughs) Hmm. I'm kind of curious about that because I'm kind of pausing going, is she? Because she met her in college and they've been friends for a long time. She plays the she plays the harp and she was playing the fairy songs or songs that were fairy like on the harp. Mm-hmm. So she has that connection. So mm-hmm. hmm, I feel like that might be an Easter egg that needs to be teased out a little bit more. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe. I know you kind of got me paused going, okay, now I need to go reread the book and look for those clues. Right. I think that's something I do. Yeah. People are talking about that. And then some people are still talking about Josh and Joss and how she was at the shop because Courtney was always leaving, which always makes me laugh. Like in cozy mysteries when, um, like the sleuth has a business, but like they're hardly ever there because they're too busy sleuthing. So they they need to have somebody to watch the shop because they're always leaving. <laughs> I mean, I will say I enjoyed the fact that she did demonstrations of how to make a fairy garden and yeah. she did make fairy gardens and gave them oh, away yeah. and sold them. So yeah. she did do her crafting of fairy gardens. Oh, yeah. Not doing inventory and selling of them. <laughs> Yeah. And it was part of her life too. Like not just, you know, her shop, like Mm -hmm. that was something that she would choose to do for herself when she's at home because she just loves it. And that's what she's, you know, feeling that she wants to do. So yeah, yeah, definitely. The making of fairy gardens was clearly a part of it. Well, when she ever made the one for her next door neighbor and she was trying to utilize and be inspired by Monet's water lilies and she's referencing the blue cobblestone as the water and she was doing the sort of back and forth of how the elements she was including referenced the painting and how she was trying to make it come alive in a fairy garden I was just kind of blown away going oh wow that's an interesting connection that's an interesting adaptation oh I wouldn't have thought of it like that 
but this was what she was doing on her downtime. This was her at home trying to relax and get her head back on straight. And so I thought that was great because this goes right to what you were saying of, it's not just the story. I mean, this is what she really, truly loves. And I think that's great that her store is something she truly cares about. And it's not just, oh, I'm going to make an income. I want to make sure I can afford, uh, you know, afford X or something. So I, I liked that. Yeah, definitely. She she's a very positive person and she is very passionate about what she does too. Yeah. Oh, Fiona and her pranks. I just saw that comment come up. <laughs> yes, and the go the ghost. Yeah. <laughs> it's useful to have a fairy on your side. They yeah. can solve mysteries, they can scare away potential intruders. <laughs> well, she was also the one who went and got her when there was the dead body. I'm not really sure how Fiona knew that or how she, maybe she was asleep and missed it or was still at one of her workshops or something, but she's the one who alerted Courtney that something had happened. Right, right, yeah. Which then Courtney was thinking, wait, how do I explain why I went back to the shop? (laughs) But I feel like Courtney is very open with most people about seeing fairies did you think she was trying to hide it at all or I think the fact that the fairy was with her more than I think she let on because the fairy she was Fiona did come with her and offer advice and offer inputs and all sorts of other things and so she would be somewhere and she would just pop up and all of a sudden start talking to her and so those were the moments that I think she downplayed the fairiness in her life yeah okay. most part she was just saying the, the fairy lived in the store so a fairy going to her home or a fairy going to her at the cafe was when she sort of was going okay we'll we'll, we'll talk later but for the most part she was very much pro fairies <laughs> yeah that makes sense that's a good point that she she's not hiding it exactly but she's just <laughs> maybe not always going to show people that like she's constantly talking to a fairy I just saw the comment. They can entertain oh, yeah. your pets. It's just like we've barely talked about the cozy companion because who is the co- the, the fairy was kind of the cozy companion, but there was a cat, Pixie, who yeah, who seems yep. adorable, and the 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 picture of her on the cover is so cute. But we've barely talked about Pixie. I have to say, I thought that cat sounded absolutely adorable, and so. With Midnight's Taylor Swift's latest album came out and everyone's talking about it. But I saw a photo of Taylor Swift with her cats. And naturally, I wasn't thinking, oh, Midnight's the songs. I saw the cats and I'm going, what breed of cats does Taylor Swift own? That's what I'm typing in Google. So in case you guys are curious what I do when I see things. So <laughs> I, I find out she has a ragdoll cat. And then when I was reading this book, I'm going, oh, my goodness, it's a ragdoll. I was so pumped. I'm going, Taylor Swift has a ragdoll. I want a ragdoll. So I think the ragdoll cat is now on my list of animals that I'm kind of in love with. So right. this book kind of helped. I was going, it's meant to be another another reference to a ragdoll. I'm supposed to be looking into you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I thought the idea of the ragdoll cat being this cute little sort of I don't know how to explain how Pixie just came across. She was very calm. I saw that pop up. Yeah, yeah. But she definitely didn't mind the fairy. I don't know how to explain this in a way that makes sense because my dog will get mad at any noise that he hears. At, I mean, 
it could be someone, you know, blocks away and he hears the noise and he has to protect. And so here's this fairy floating next to the animal and just not reacting. I thought that was great going, okay, we're not adding to the drama or the scene at hand. So it could have gone quite differently. Yeah. It seemed like almost all of the animals in the book that ever experienced the fairy were pretty chill about it unless I'm just not remembering correctly like it seemed like they all reacted pretty positively to the fairy for the list of characters there's also a list of animals and there are a lot of animals in this book there were a lot of dogs especially yeah dog yeah we have Coco Isabella's poodle we have the trail horse paint we have the German shepherd we have the collie Zeus and so I remember the German shepherd, Shep, again, Shep, shepherd, I, <laughs> I, that one kind of was just an easy one to remember. Yeah. And so I'm pretty sure Fiona came and the dog just looked at her and then looked away like, huh, interesting. And yeah, just back to paying attention to whatever Gregory, the dog trainer was doing. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure my dog would chase her and <laughs> it would be like one of those dogs going after the car. Like, you don't know what's going to actually happen if you get the car, but you just want the car. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that she didn't seem to have a, I don't know, negative effect or a stimulating effect on the different animals that she... Maybe she has fairy dust for that. She has fairy dust for everything else. Yeah, right. Yeah, that could be. Right. But no, I definitely thought that the dog... I liked having the dogs and I think the fact she had a cat balanced out the fact that every other character seemed to have dogs. Right. Yeah. A nice contrast. Yeah. I Yeah. And I'd like to see more Pixie because she does sound very cute. So I do want to ask you guys if there is something you want to talk about tonight, any sort of reference with the book, if there was a scene, character, line of dialogue, please comment because every comment tonight will count towards our latest giveaway. And tonight's giveaway is made possible because of Elle Hartford. So the beauty and the alchemist. So I posted a photo. I included a link to the book in the latest newsletter. I'll post another link again to the Goodreads page for this book. So every comment randomly drawn, I will choose one comment and you will win this paperback. So just make sure you, I just want to make sure I reference you guys knew. Yes, she's here tonight. So if you guys are interested, please look into Elle and all of her amazing works. She's very creative. And so this probably goes hand in hand with the sort of paranormal fun I don't know. If, I don't think there are fairies in here. I can definitely talk about this. I don't think there are fairies in here, but there, there are some magical, mystical moments. So I think this goes very well with tonight's topic. Definitely. Yay. <laughs> so, yes, I, I really do like the cover. I Again, I love how I'm like looking down. You guys, there's the camera like, oh, let's look at the book cover. <laughs> yeah, it looks super cute. Looks like some cozy companions on that cover. Yes. Oh, and so I also don't want to forget to mention there is now a vote off happening over on Twitter because there was a tie again for November. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Now there's a vote off between Sprinkle with Murder and The Crates of Wrath, which I think is an amazing title, by the way. So we have Jenna Kinley and Sarah Fox. And so that is now the pinned tweet. And underneath, I posted the Goodreads links to both books again. So there is a current vote off because... I think we're on our second or third tie for our monthly reads for the 2020. That's crazy. So make sure you visit the Twitter at Cozy Mystery Club and 
choose which one you want to read in 2023. So thank you for saying that because I will <laughs> definitely go do that after we talk tonight. <laughs> it was just, you know, it was so funny. Hi, because, <laughs> oh, hi. Oh, welcome. Welcome to the live stream. It was just so funny because I saw the polls and the percentages were close throughout. And then a sprinkle with murder pulled ahead. And then it was one, 1% ahead with like three hours to go. And then I saw the tie and I'm going, I should have seen this one coming because uh, it was too close the entire time. Oh so goodness. what I am doing is if, oh, excuse me, as I'm losing my voice for a second. <laughs> so for the books that have tied specifically, I am making a note of the second almost winning title so those will become buddy reads and we will do something with the uh, chatting cozy's podcast so we mm. will still include the books they're not getting overlooked if people are that interested in them i am not letting them go so please don't worry about those books not getting their day with the cozy mystery book club it will happen nice nice jess is asking if we don't have twitter is there another way we could vote yes you can always just message me and so i have i personally don't vote for the Twitter polls because I just feel as if as the hostess and organizer, it is just, again, I believe you guys are the ones behind choosing the books. I am very <laughs> adamant and proud of that. And so I can vote on your behalf using my personal Twitter, Writer A Heart, or I also have the Romantic Sitar and Celebrating Cozy. So I have multiple Twitter accounts. And so I think the last time there were at least two or three people who messaged me and I was able to vote for them. Two of the three, I believe, were for um, Crepes of Wrath. I'm not going to say who, but I'll bet it was their vote. So I know I've, I know I cast a couple of votes for that one. So yeah, you can always just message me and I will take care of it for you. Yeah. So that will be, I will be voting on your behalf. So I have no problem doing that. So just send me a message and I will make it happen. And I'll admit, I mean, the only reason my Twitter account exists is for the Cozy Mystery <laughs> Club. <laughs> to, to participate in votes, but specifically when I first joined was to, you know, be part of all the fun for the 12 days of cozies and everything too. Well, that's coming up and there are going to be 12 more Twitter giveaways, December 1st through December 12th. So maybe you should look into maybe getting a free, I mean, Twitter's free. It can be totally anonymous, but you can still enter to win the giveaways, which are going to be awesome because there are so many amazing authors. I know Marta's here. She's going to be part of it. Elle's a part of it. So we have a couple of our participating authors, but there is an amazing list. I've been updating the CozyMysteryBookClub.com so you can get a little insight into who's partaking. And it is going to be just, I always feel like I'm trying to outdo myself. So I'm going, it is going to be a lot of coziness, a lot of fun. So December 1st to December 12th, mark your calendars because there's going to be the Twitter <laughs> author chats every night. But every morning there are going to be Twitter giveaways too. So lots of Twitter fun, but there's also going to be Instagram challenges and Instagram giveaways and the morning newsletters. So even if you don't have a Twitter, I still got you covered, which is the point of all across platforms. Apparently, everybody is the same as me and only uses Twitter for Cozy Mystery Club. I love it. Okay, so this I'm is honored. That makes me so happy. I don't know if you can tell because I'm wearing foundation, but I'm blushing going that is just amazing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I love uh, you you were talking so about great. 12 Days of Cozies. This is off topic for today, but it made me think. Okay, so I don't know if everybody else has seen, but Angela has posted on Instagram some of the different photo challenges for 12 Days of Cozies. And there's different themes and they relate to famous Christmas movies. I wanted to ask you, Angela, yes. is it supposed, so can basically, do we just pick whatever we want for each day? Like, is there supposed to be an order for like the 12 days? So there are 
a total of 24 prompts. So there's two per day because you can choose which one you want to do that day. But then if you are extra gun ho or there's something about one of those two prompts that you are just going, I don't have any red books and I can't think of a sleuther with X, I have backup prompts for you people because over on the website, I have the <laughs> comedy Christmas movies. So we have 12 prompts. We have those backup prompts. Then we have Hallmark prompts. And we have what was ABC Family slash Freeform. So we have multiple backup prompts in case you want to get creative or just go all out or however you want to celebrate. So I wanted to make sure people had options. That's my biggest thing. I wanted to make sure you were able to have fun in whatever way it worked for you. So we have the choose your own adventure sort of cozy mystery prompts, if you will. I love that. So then (laughs) is it like... The first two that are mentioned are your like two options for day one. Yeah. So I will have them. the backup ones for day one. Okay, got it. But they do I go in order. and do some sort of visual. So, you know, one and two are for December 1st, three and four for the second. So I can definitely do something to make it a little bit more clear. But I just I wanted to kind of. curious. I love to ask questions to clarify. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I, it makes me happy that you're asking questions because I'm going, oh, she's interested. She's engaged. She wants to partake. I don't mind answering questions. It's just, I wish, I, it's so funny because I get messages where someone's going, oh, I watched the Instagram highlight, but I still don't understand. I'm going, okay, how can I explain this better? And so I'm totally open to just, however it's going to make sense, I will post it that way. So right now I'm just sort of making sure that people are aware, Hey, this thing is coming. Totally. They're doing Instagram challenges. So yeah. to me, this is my, okay, we're dipping the toe in the water. We're getting the, we're getting some of the names out there of the authors participating to add to the, to be read list. So totally. this is the, I feel like we're getting in into it versus yeah. we have 12 days. Cause once you're in it, you are in it. Right. <laughs> right. Yay. Awesome. <laughs> so yes, I'm really hoping that people enjoy it. There are going to be lots of giveaways. I've been working on making sure I have the unique content because this is the only time I will, <laughs> when it comes to email newsletters, there are some authors who I swear email every day or multiple times a week. I will never do that to you except for 12 days of cozies with the morning email newsletters. And I wanted to make sure I had the adult coloring with pages, the word searches, every newsletter is going to have content that's not going to be shared elsewhere. So that is coming too. So all the coziness across platforms. So even if you don't have, again, I know we're on YouTube here, but if you don't have an Instagram or Twitter, you can simply subscribe to the email newsletter and still be a part of the celebration. So I have got you covered. I'm very proud. (laughs) very proud. All the bases, because even the website is going to have blog posts and some of the cozy mystery sleuthing family are invited to do their blog posts as well, as well as the authors. So all sorts of coziness can be online over there too. So even if you're not a social media person, I got something for you. Nice. Yay. Yeah. It's so fun. It's the most fun ever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I mean, it's definitely a lot of work, but when I see people participate and enter and win, and when people say, you know, as I get emotional, I learned about this author because of this event, or, you know, this is how I came across this new book. That's now my favorite. So I see those moments and those, that just makes it so much, so worth it. So I'm excited to see what good things happen this year. Right. Yeah, definitely. It'll be so fun. So that is on the way. So December 1st to the 12th, please mark your calendar. Be on the lookout for all sorts of coziness. Start thinking about Instagram challenges or which author Twitter chats you might be interested in joining because authors are going to be doing 
daily Instagram lives. So those times are going to be based on the author. So they're going to get to choose which what time that day they're doing. So those will be posted. I will have an official schedule, but as long as you look at the author list, you're going to be intrigued because they're all taking part in the event. So there are a lot of authors, a lot of great opportunities. So lots of cozy mystery fun coming your way. Yeah. And I've, I mean, I've said this before, but I am a person who has read lots of old books, hence my Instagram name. I like old books. And so just when I joined Instagram and joined the Cozy Mystery Club, that was when I really started to think about literature and books as being something that is still alive. It's it's not just my authors that I love that are from the 1800s. It's a living thing with authors who we can support and can actually interact with. And 12 Days of Cozies was what introduced me to that. And it was just so exciting. I mean, that's one of the things that I love the most about, you know, being on Instagram now is just being able to interact with authors and know that we're supporting them. And I mean, that's all because of the Cozy Mystery Club introducing me to that. So if, you know, if you don't have Twitter, but you, you might want to think about making it just for the 12 days of cozies to be, because then you can, you get to talk to authors. I mean, it's so cool, but yeah, I mean, that's just something I'm so grateful for this. Love for making you cry. That's so cool. <laughs> so it's happy. So exciting to think that like books are still, you know, uh, existing. And now I work in a bookstore. So even more, it's just so exciting <laughs> to think about the ways that we can support authors and that great books are still continuing. So, oh no, I'm nodding right along because I, I am such a Jane Austen fan, aficionado, Janeite, if you want to call Austinite. I know that both terms are used. So I'm nodding right along going, yes, I love my old books, but clearly I love my new ones as well, which is why the bookcases are just overflowing. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> There's all the books, old, new, the upcoming that haven't been released yet. Give me the arcs. I am just all of the books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am so that you just made me so happy though, because <laughs> It's nice to, again, it's it's so much work and takes a lot of time. But when I hear something like that, I'm going, oh my gosh, so worth it. <laughs> so I'm, that just, you just made my entire month right there. <laughs> so I'm very happy that I was able to do that for you. And hopefully more people will enjoy it this time around because I've been working with the authors, things have been getting on the books. So the schedule is coming along nicely. Every single night, their author's scheduled for the Twitter chats. The giveaways are all scheduled for, I believe Instagram is all set. Twitter, they're just, I think, a couple days where I'm trying to figure that one out. But there are also email newsletter giveaways. So if you open the email newsletter, you are all set. You are entered for a giveaway. So because, again, ebooks are very easy to disseminate. So if you open the email newsletter, you're entered to win an ebook or an audiobook. So there's that too. There's so many giveaways. Yeah. That's <laughs> very covered. Marta and Regina are talking about Liz Ireland. And that that was like the buddy read two years ago for Cozy Mystery Club was the Mrs. Claus and the Santa Land Slayings. I'm obsessed with that series. <laughs> two and three actually for me are better than the first one. They're so, so funny. It's another, like we're talking about Fairyland right now. Yeah. You know, that's another where you're just like, Yes, I'm in Santa Land. Let's do it. And you just accept it. And it is a wild time with drunken reindeer. And it's a, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I, I love that when authors are just so creative and just go with it. You know, like 
yes, my sleuth is Mrs. Claus. Or yes, my sleuth speaks to fairies and here we are. Like they just commit to it. I like that. (laughs) I really enjoyed the first book in that series. And Regina, who is here, I've seen your name pop up in the comments. We did a Chat and Cozy's episode that I still need to edit. And I'm hopefully going to do it for the first Tuesday for December. I'm hoping to do ours because we did the second book for Death Becomes Her. So our lovely Colleen here is also an audio guest. She's not just a live stream guest. So my goal is to have Regina's episode for Chatting Cozies, the podcast, ready to go for 12 Days of Cozies. That is my goal. (laughs) Yay. I have a goal. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I do have a goal. So (laughs) hopefully during 12 Days of Cozies, it shall be shared. But we talked about the first book and I really enjoyed it. So to hear that you think two and three are even better is just sort of, okay, mic drop. Got to read these. That is a series that I... I have to continue with because I, it's so well done. In my opinion, it's wild. It's just wild and crazy. And I don't know, like you said, you want, sometimes you want something that you know is going to bring you to a certain place or put you in a certain mood. And I, and, and like these books, I could see making you feel positive and happy. And those are just like, you know, I know I'm going to laugh. I know I'm just going to be like, Oh my gosh, that's so funny. And I love that. (laughs) I just wanted to make sure that I shared the link. So you can just go to the cozy mystery book club website and click on Christmas. I put 12 Days of Cozies 2022 right at the top. So if you see Christmas, that is the first one there for the drop down. You click on that, you see all the author names, but there are multiple pages. So you can click on through to see the Instagram challenges. I also have all sorts of extras underneath the Christmas heading. So I included the link for you to click on and please see the list because it is quite a list. Right now, I believe there are 30 plus authors. So I've got you covered. And these people are all amazing and they're so sweet and generous. And I'm so appreciative of them for taking time out of their lives to celebrate cozy mysteries with us. So just giving them the shout out now and telling them thank you because they are awesome to do this. So I am honored that they are joining the celebration. And I hope you guys find authors that you already love and you'll see author names, look into them and find new favorites. So please enjoy the celebration even before the celebration begins. Oh, I just saw you're on it right now. I know that would be me too if I wasn't on camera. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so sweet. I, I, I've been working on the website. I'm going to continue to add more to it. So right now though, you have all the basic info. So hopefully it will give you something to look forward to and you'll see an author name and just be going, oh my goodness. I still need to add Mia. I don't want to mispronounce her last name. Menon Sola, she wrote Arsenic and Adobu. She's the latest one to join. So there's quite an extensive list. So aside wow. from her, I believe you're all up to date with the author names. She's the last one I need to go add and, and uh, add a hyperlink to her website. So aside from her, every other author should be accounted for. <laughs> awesome. No, I'm so glad you guys are excited for that. That makes me so happy and it makes me want to get to work and do even more. <laughs> so yes, I've been saving all sorts of information and... It's so funny because my phone is full of all the sort all sorts of Christmas stuff. So I'm excited to finally start posting and sharing those things. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited. So I'm glad you guys are too. But if there's any other questions, comments, something you guys want to talk about, now is your time because I'm clearly starting to lose my voice. It probably sounds a little rough around the edges, but I'm gonna ask you if there's something you want to talk about, whether it's about the book club or the book selection for this month. Is there something you want to talk about or add? 
Oh, Marta's mentioning Kelly Reynolds' book that came yes. out today, her spicy holiday novella. <laughs> How exciting. I believe she said it's Hallmark, but spicy. I, yeah. I think that was the premise. It's a Hallmark meet cute, but hot. <laughs> I think that was how she phrased it. So if you see Kelly Reynolds is the hostess of Boobies and Newbies, the podcast for romance genre newbies. And so she's been the ghostwriter behind, I want to say two or three novellas. This is the first time she is doing a publication with her own name. And yes, today is her book birthday. I believe I gave her a shout out in my personal Instagram, in my, my personal Twitter both are at writer a heart, but I can share the reference again for the cozy mystery account. So you guys make sure that you have the correct link for her book, because again, it is so nice. And people in the book club and people who read cozy mysteries are making progress in their creative journeys. So yes, thank you for reminding me to give her the shout out because I did shout her out on my other platforms. But again, she's been a guest. She, I think actually was the guest for the secret book and stone society. So yeah. she's mm-hmm. right in line with tonight's episode. <laughs> yeah. Kristen's asking a reminder for next month's selection. Yes, I have got you covered. I'm pulling up the image. Okay, (laughs) here, here's where we stand. I should add check marks because we have (laughs) read a lot of books. Yeah. So next month is Fresh Brood Murder. And then December, because of 12 Days of Cozies, we are not going to have a live stream. And plus, it's the holiday season. It just doesn't make sense. So December is a buddy read. And so we have the Leslie Mirror book, but you guys can read that for 12 Days of Cozies. You can read it on your own, but we have our last live stream next month. And so I am sad, but I'm also excited to talk about Fresh Brood Murder with y'all. So it's definitely bittersweet. So next month's book is Fresh Brood Murder. If you haven't already read it, please get your copy. I am really excited to talk about this coffee cozy mystery. Emmeline Duncan is very sweet. She's very active on social media. I think she's also going to be joining 12 Days of Cozies. We've been talking. (laughs) She mentioned she's interested. I just haven't added her to the schedule yet. So maybe she'll be joining that too. And it'll be perfect timing. So there's one more live stream for 2022. Man, that went by fast. I know. And I, I still have the images. So we have our thumbnail for tonight (laughs) then we have the other fun ones so yes I have all these images but I never even share them but we have the image for fresh brood murder over here so yep we have one more for 2022 and I still need to update this because we are choosing books for 2023 and I believe right now they are voting for November so then after that we just have the December Twitter poll so please make sure you stay on the lookout for the 2023 TBR because that is also in the way coming underway and in the works. So that is happening too. And so I've been adding those books to the website and I will be making sure that I add the new ones as well. So more books to add to the to be read list, more books to add to future library visits, book hauls. So for those of you who are planners like myself, I've got you covered. (laughs) So things to be on the lookout for. Things are happening. Things are always happening. Anything else about a sprinkling of murder? I guess everyone's satisfied with our discussion, Angela. No, (laughs) I'm I'm happy that you're happy and everyone's happy. I'm so honored that you guys are taking time out of your day to talk about cozy mysteries with us. Yeah, please make sure you check out her accounts again. She is at I like old books one two one three. She is 
always posting something and her captions. So she doesn't just post awesome photos. She has the most thoughtful, meticulous captions. <laughs> so you can get this. I feel like you have this blog or a website within your Instagram. She has these wonderful book reviews and insights. And so I really enjoy her Instagram account. So if you guys want to read more cozy mysteries and chat about cozy mysteries with someone, she is definitely an Instagram bookstagrammer that you should check out. So I just want to make sure that I, (laughs) I preach all the awesomeness that is you. I mean, cozy Colleen C and C works. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And yeah, thanks everybody. It's so nice to be able to have a place where we, you know, we all had different opinions on the book. We, we, you know, some liked, some didn't like some in the middle, but it's just so nice to have a place where we can, talk to each other about it and have a discussion and hear different ideas. I just, it's just so nice to be able to connect to people like this. I am so just thankful for everyone for reading the book and chatting and joining this. I mean, it's so amazing that you guys took time to read the book and then join us tonight. I mean, I am just blown away. It is just so amazing of you. And I'm so glad most of you seem to have enjoyed the book (laughs) and the fairy conversations were just so different. I don't think we've had any conversations with the book club thus far like this. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Fairy related conversation. So this was definitely different, but I am so happy that you guys seem to enjoy our paranormal read for October, the spooky season. And you guys are always so wonderful. And yes, this really is meant to be the positive, cozy corner that you guys can enjoy and just celebrate cozy mysteries and I'm really glad that you guys seem to be able to do that tonight and I'm so glad you guys are here and a part of the book club and I'm just so appreciative of you so thank you to yeah. <laughs> I'm like I just want to you know thank you give you the virtual hugs and love through the yeah. internet I don't know how to say it I'm just going oh, you guys are the best so yeah. we really do have the best looting family in the world I truly believe that <laughs> yeah thank you everybody oh my goodness so Thank you for joining us tonight and please make sure you vote for the November book so that we don't have a second tie because that has never happened. <laughs> and I don't, and I won't know what to do if that happens again, it happens this time around. So make sure you don't miss out on any of the coziness that's to come, but I appreciate you being here for tonight's cozy mystery book club. So thank you. Please stay safe, healthy, happy, and enjoy your Halloween season and yeah. stay safe when you're trick-or-treating with the little ones or for yourself, however you want to go about. What is it? The shirt says being normal is vastly overrated. It's true. So (laughs) happy cozy mystery reading. And we will be live streaming again next month, November, Fresh Brood Murder. So hopefully you'll be able to get your copy, read it and join us again. So last Tuesday of the month, every month, except for December. And we're picking back up again for January, 2023. So lots is going on, lots is happening and more coziness is coming your way. So hopefully you guys will enjoy all the events coming. So please mark your calendars and we will talk to you again later. Bye everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Cozy Mystery Book Club podcast. I hope you enjoyed our discussion of a sprinkling of murder. If you did enjoy our discussion, make sure you hit that subscribe button. This way you never miss an episode or any of the coziness. If you want other sleuthers to find out about the Cozy Mystery Book Club, make sure you leave a review and hit those five stars. Thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you have a truly incredible day. Please stay safe, kind, and creative. You deserve all the happiness in the world and all the coziness. Until next time, happy reading, writing, and sleuthing.